Welcome to the Genius Women Podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Farm Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams while feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go. The season that just ended on our podcast, season four, was a very special season for us. This fall, we celebrated our one-year anniversary. This has been an amazing journey because starting this podcast connected me with so many incredible women creators, and it keeps teaching me new lessons about our creative paths, about resilience, about self-worth, and about what it means to be in community. My amazing podcast producer, Noelia Sanchez, shout out to you, Noelia keeps telling me that numbers don't tell the whole story, and I absolutely agree with that. But still, our human brains love milestones, and in this season, we also celebrated an important one, reaching 10,000 downloads in our first year of running the podcast. I want to thank every single one of you who has been listening to our show and supporting us by sharing our content and leaving us reviews. Every single one of these things helped us to get to that milestone. And what an honor and a privilege it has been for me to come and share this space with you. So thank you. What we wanted to do this season is to map out the ingredients that are necessary for us to keep building the creative vision that we want for ourselves. And if you've been listening to our show, you know what some of those ingredients are. It's taking action committing to this path, not paying too much attention to our fears and to rejections we will inevitably face, and surrounding ourselves with structures of support so that we can keep going. And we did this by sharing the stories of incredible women who also face challenges, who also have doubts, but who also persevere and know how to ask for help when they need it. We also brought back some of our wonderful guests from earlier seasons to check in on their journeys as we celebrated our anniversary. So in this final episode of the season, I would like to look back and share with you a couple of wonderful moments we had on the podcast this season and celebrate our amazing guests. In episode 38, Pakistani-based journalist and my dear friend Sarah Munir reminded us how we so often tend to focus on the gap between where we are and where we want to be, rather than on the progress we've already made. We are a work in progress, and a beautiful one at that. I think one of my biggest learnings past couple of years has been that everything in life is a work in progress. At no point are you the ultimate version of what you want it to be, or you know, there's no nirvana or it. You're constantly evolving, you're constantly changing. And being okay with that is a big part of growth that, you know, I'm here right now. I might not have all the answers because I'm a work in progress, but I'll figure it out. I'll move to the next step and that might be completely different, but I'll figure it out then. But we don't look at things like that. Like we set all these targets for ourselves. And I think that begins at a very young age from like when we're in school, you know, we're taught to like, think of where we'll be, who we want to be, what kind of jobs we want, what kind of money we want to be making. And while I do think that kind of direction is valuable, I think 
what people really need to focus on is that is the fluidity that we deprive ourselves of that i might want this today but it's okay for me to sit down 3 years down the line and reinspect if this stuff is even making me happy if the skill set that i've acquired in the past couple of years makes me a better fit for something else but because i think most people and that includes me have such singular focuses and ideas and dreams about who we wanted to be as a kid and then we just really stick to it dogmatically when it's not serving us at times it's in fact it's holding us back because you might put yourself in a box but you're capable of so much more which we can see in your experience right you it's not that you were unsuccessful and left something you were very successful but was it really truly making you happy and even if it's making you happy maybe there's more that you want to do right we mm-hmm. all have that just one life and if the pandemic has taught us anything it's that capitalize on it now you don't know how off limits things might get due to factors that are completely beyond your control so i i think just that sitting and thinking i'll do this when i'm 40 or i'll do this when i'm 45 why if this makes you happy right now do it right now in episode 39 which by the way was one of the most popular episodes this season i shared with you an excerpt from a monthly workshop we did in the circle recently that was all about developing angles for your stories and pitches this is a question i get asked a lot and i was very happy to share this workshop with you our dear podcast listeners the three key aspects that I think are important in pitching are first again finding an angle which we'll talk about today actual fit actually doing the research with publication and newsworthiness and so those three aspects finding an angle fit and newsworthiness is something we're going to discuss all three of those today and we'll spend the most of our time on finding the angle because again I know a lot of you guys are asking what does that even mean what is an angle is a story the angle is the angle the story how do we think about it right so what is an angle an angle of the story is something that answers the question so what or why does this matter right why does the story matter why are you telling the story so what like when somebody reads your story if they can answer that question so what that's the angle of the story another way to think about it is the angle for the photographers in the room the angle is the lens through which you present your information right so you're shooting a landscape you can choose to shoot it with a 50 prime lens or you can choose to shoot it with a 12 to 70 mm you know different lens right and depending on which lens you use your image of the landscape that you take is going to be different So what lens are you taking through which you're presenting the information in your story? It's also a unique take on the story. It's also a lane in which your story will want to swim. So there's a story you want to tell and don't worry if that doesn't make sense right now, I'll take you through an actual example that will make it clearer. But let's say you have a story that you want to tell and there are literally three or four different veins different avenues different roads through which you can take that story through which you can tell that story in several different ways right so those different ways in which you tell that story is the angle of the story a practical way to think about it too is that oftentimes the angle of the story is the lead does anybody remember what a lead is from our class from the storytellers in action class right the lead is that second sentence that you often see like there is a title 
And then right under the title is the lead, which is like a short description of what the story is about. Well, the lead oftentimes actually contains the angle through which we're going to be looking at the story. In episode 43, I caught up with travel writer and just an amazing human, Brianna Wilson. Brianna was our guest on season two, and in this episode, we caught up with her to see what she's up to now, almost a year after we spoke, and how her plans to open a hotel in Georgia, the country, are shaping up. People ask me a lot why I got into writing and why I do the things that I do. I think I, when I like really think about it and I really like grind onto the hardcore answer, it's that I wanted to create this lifestyle that created a freedom for me. Yes. And that's what I do every day. I mean, some days I can't write. And so I take the car out and I go on an adventure, even if it's a little one, like just driving. I literally just drove a mile up my street and I have these back roads that I just go down and hilltops that I go to and stuff like that. It's not even anything crazy, but it's the freedom to be able to do that and not stress about it and not have a boss that I have to answer to because I left for 10 minutes. It's like, that is my nightmare right now. So it's not, I developed this lifestyle you know, for a specific passion for writing and a specific passion for just curiosity, I think. Mm, Yes, yes. No, it does. It absolutely does. And and I love that. And and same for me too, right? Like I'm I'm taking two months and living in Jordan now for two months because I can, because I don't have, you know, I don't have a desk that I, I am tied to so I can do this, you know? And I I think for me, at least the older I get, the more crucial it becomes for me to like to really design my life you know it's 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 now like this yeah. trendy word this designing your design life design your life Love you know that. because it's yeah i mean people don't do it they don't it's hard it's hard to make that decision and it's hard to decide what you prioritize like money is not a priority to me freedom is Same. and oh my god See, this is why you and I talk so well. We always have these great conversations because we just realize what values these things hold to us, which is very different from most people. And that's fine. I'm not saying that like we're doing it right or someone else is doing it wrong. I'm just saying for me, this is what makes sense. Something that you said over there was, and, and that's definitely been my experience too in this industry, is how competitive it is and mm-hmm. how you feel like you're always fighting and competing for the same opportunity. And I found that an entrepreneurial community is not like that, actually. It's much more like, hey, you're working on something cool. Let us let us see how we can support you, you know? Has that been your experience as well in even pursuing this uh, hotel project? Yeah, I mean, I've, I've reached out to just random people here that I casually know either through a first connection or a second connection or a third connection. And they've all been more than stoked to just give me information and not like in a way that I feel like I owe them something. I mean, look, Georgia is great for that. Like people here are just very happy to help and always very open and very like, what can we do for you? That's just the mentality in the community here. And that's part of why I like it here. But I never experienced that in the editorial world. I mean, I, <laughs> I always wanted a mentor and it was people who would guide me and it was always very closed off. And I'm not saying that like that's the community in general. I'm just saying that was my experience. And yeah. this is the exact opposite, which has given me a lot of 
confidence to kind of pursue it, which has been nice. And mm. I'm just going to hold on to that and take that positivity. And I am a very optimistic person in general. I don't have time for pessimistic mentalities and this and that. So when something presents itself in a way that this has, I grasp it and I take it and I recognize that that's special. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just go with it. And yeah, for better or for worse. I love that. I love that. I- Hey everyone, I'm interrupting myself for a quick second to share with you an exciting opportunity I've got for you coming up in February 2022. I've teamed up with a veteran travel industry PR executive to create a media trip experience like no other, and you're invited. Join me in Waco, Texas on February 7th through 10th, 2022 for a hosted media trip to Texas where you'll not only develop your travel media network and boost your resume with this media trip, but also get a series of professional development workshops from me and our PR partners. This opportunity is presented in partnership with the Waco, Texas Tourism Board, and you can get more information on it by visiting travelmediabootcamp.com. That's travelmediabootcamp.com, one word. All right, now back to this episode. Love that, Brianna. In episode 44, our very own Genius Women community member, Kimberly Werner, joined us to talk about her experience of pitching with confidence. Kim took our Storytellers in Action Masterclass and later joined us in our Circle membership. Here, she talks about her fears and some of the amazing results she's been able to get. I wanted to talk a little bit about the fears that so many of us have when we are on this path because oftentimes, you know, and and related to the narratives idea that I was just talking about, oftentimes we can be our really our worst enemies. And a lot of people that I talk to who are interested in this path, they have these sort of ideas of, you know, it's too late for me, or I don't know enough about this industry, or I don't know the right people, or, you know, I've got nothing to say, or who am I to do this work? Like, Talk us through a little bit through your some of your aspirations and some of the fears that you had when you were thinking about this path. Well, um, I did definitely go through that. And, and every so often they still pop up. I think my biggest one was that I just didn't know how to do it. I didn't, like you said, I did, I do enjoy writing, but I just didn't, I didn't know how to break in to the industry. I didn't know how to write a pitch. I didn't know who to contact or how to even look for who to contact. And so, yeah, it, at the time that I was thinking about taking the course, it was just, it did feel really overwhelming. It felt like there's just too much research that I needed to do. And so it kind of got set aside while I focused on other things. But then reading the description of your course, I was thinking, well, maybe this is, you know, maybe I'll be able to find out those things. And then, yeah, and then joined up. So, so yeah, I did go through, like, I, I'm definitely an optimist in the sense that I, I never think it's too late. But, <laughs> and I think part of just being part of the art world has shown me that as well. There's a lot of people that have, you know, not not become successful until much later in life. But yeah, I think my biggest one was just that I didn't I didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't know how to break in and I didn't understand a lot of the the verbiage and just how it all worked. 
Yeah, this this industry can be so overwhelming, like you said, because a lot of the mentality is still sort of this exclusive of some special people that get to do this, you know. And it always was so interesting to me that that was the case, that it wasn't really straightforward. And now I'm starting to see, you know, more and more publications are putting their guidelines online and you can find more information online. People are more open about sharing. But yeah, it's still a, a very overwhelming place for somebody who, you know, is not part of that industry. So that was definitely my motivation with creating the classes. Like, okay, let's start putting some of that stuff out there. So let's talk a little bit about some of the results or some of the things that you've been able to do since uh, joining the class and later becoming our circle member. I know that you've been pitching. You've been pitching publications. I know that you've been discussing and exchanging ideas and angles with people from Atlas Obscura, from you know other publications as well. So t- tell me a little bit about that. Like how how does that feel now? Now that you're you know you you've been out of the class for a while and and you're in our membership. Well, it's. I think I, I do have a lot more confidence. I was checking the um, one of the resources that you gave us was well, it was a spreadsheet on how to track your pitches and ideas, and you know, and I took that and sort of added my own little tweaks here and there of you know what I needed to remember or know. And before we um, came on here, I went and looked at that, and so far pitched twenty five pitches and got accepted for three. <laughs> it's just like. What? So yeah, it's. Inc- I didn't think it was that high <laughs> of the amounts that I had sent out, but yeah, it was really, really encouraging. And and I figure if I can do that since I took the class in April, May ish, about six months. Gosh, yeah, definitely encouraging. Joining these group or your class and also the circle, the other women that are in there and including yourself are so supportive and so just welcoming and friendly and you know it's just kind of like we've known each other for years and we can just chit chat about things and and it's yeah it's it's giving me a lot of bravery to to just put myself out there and ask questions and and even when I was trying to like trying to ask for support on my pitch challenge last month you know I was trying definitely checking in with people and and so it just felt a lot more friendly and so yeah it's, it's definitely been a good a good step. And finally, in episode 46, a full-time freelance journalist, Ayana Brannan, talked about the power of cultivating abundance and generosity and how we can start asking for more because, well, we deserve it. There's also a lot of scarcity involved in the travel writing industry. And one of the reasons that I initially really connected with you, Yulia, was just like, in Clubhouse, there's, you know, maybe three of us that would talk about travel writing. And I was a little wary at first. I was like, oh, gosh, you know, are they going to feel like I'm stepping on their toes if I'm also leading rooms about travel writing? And the way that you are so just generous and warm and open to collaboration rather than being like, this, this is my industry. I'm the one who has the expertise. Like, I don't want to talk to you. In fact, I'm going to be your whatever competition yeah because a lot of times that's how people see it in this industry unfortunately i come across it all the time that you're like yeah right but we all get farther when we cultivate generosity and abundance and collaboration with each other especially as freelancers when there's already a power dynamic between freelancers and editors in terms of what we're getting paid and what kind of information we get and all those things so it's like when you're able to create that kind of collaboration with other freelancers 
we're able to create a union, you know, we're like, we're able to ask for higher rates and we're able to ask for more because it really is not, it's not a great industry right now for freelancers. And I, and I don't think that people can really live off of this one income alone from writing, travel writing, journalism. Yeah, it's so interesting that you are bringing this up right now, because we literally have a discussion about this in the circle in our membership community this month about asking for more money. And how do we ask for more money? And when do we ask for more money? And, you know, what I'm sort of sharing inside there is that, like, people ask me, when do you start asking for more money? And my answer is yesterday. (laughs) Because there are so many people who are unfortunately willing to do this work for next to nothing. I mean, there's a lot of dynamics at play here, right? Print, uh, like publications have lost a lot of their advertising clients and budgets and like they they are struggling to, to make ends meet. But also people, lots of people are willing to do this work for next to nothing. And so that depletes our rate collectively. And we as freelancers, unfortunately, don't have the power, the bargaining power in a lot of times. And so what I'm sort of where I want us to move towards is us asking for that power back in any situation that we can. And, you know, it starts with asking for more money when you're negotiating for a rate. And it doesn't have to be something crazy or something um, absolutely, let's say, unrealistic that is never going to happen. But what I've also shared with people in my community is that I've, I've actually started doing that a year or two ago, only fairly recently that I've started asking for every time I have a negotiation when we're negotiating a piece, I always ask now. And, you know, in maybe 80, 90% of the cases, I get it. Maybe I don't get exactly what I asked for, but I get some increase. And it just blows my mind how if you don't ask, all, you leave all of that on the table, all that money. And, you know, unfortunately, people don't ask because we're afraid. We feel like we don't have the power. Again, that scarcity mindset comes in. But it's just so, so important. And I love that you brought this up as well. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's the intersection of like personal finance and travel writing that really gets me is just like you need to always be asking for race. And I also view it as as the power, like bringing the power of there's already a gender wage gap, right? There's already a color wage gap. So there's all of these wage gaps. And one way that I can lessen the wage gap is literally asking for more, you know, asking more for me and telling other people that I know to ask for more as well. And collectively, like you said, we can take back that power and increase wages because yes, publications are getting hit in a certain way, but now more than ever, there's ways to make money when you have a big website. You know, there's affiliate links, there's ads, there's all kinds of things that small business owners, freelance journalists have to start utilizing, right, in order to make a livable wage that those publications are using times a million. So it's not that they don't have the money. It's just people aren't asking for more. So why would you give someone, you know, $200 more when they'll settle for $200 less? That's just how capitalism works, you know, and it's, it's horrible, but that's why we have to fight against it. So as we wrap up the season and as we wrap up 2021, another tumultuous, uncertain year, here's what I want you to think about. Have you been focusing on the gap between where you are today and where you want to be? And if so, I want you to look back and recognize all the amazing progress you've already made. Recognize the distance between where you are today and where you were a month, three months, or a year ago. 
And I also want to ask you, what small steps can you take today, this week, this month, to start building those structures of support we talked about so much in this season? Who can you reach out to? How can you boost your own belief in yourself? And what can you do right now to help you take action on what you want? And finally, I want you to take a moment to thank yourself for coming this far. You're listening to this podcast. You're surrounding yourself with moments of inspiration. You are well underway already. You're exactly where you need to be at this moment in time. Trust in your timing. Trust in your intuition. Trust that you are making the best decisions for your creative life right now. This trust is a crucial component of building our creative visions as well. I hope you have a wonderful time for the rest of this year. We're going to take a little break and I look forward to welcoming you back here for season five in 2022. But that doesn't mean we're going completely dark. Stay tuned because all throughout this break, we will be issuing out short bonus episodes to keep you inspired as we move into the next year. These bonus episodes are based on the discussions and the work we do in the circle. The Circle is our membership for women and their supporters who want to get their travel stories published. We have weekly check-ins, monthly idea brainstorm sessions, curated opportunities in the travel media space, pitch reviews where I give you feedback on your pitches, and much, much more. Enrollment in the Circle is open, and you can join us at three different tiers that give you the flexibility to decide how little or how much you'd like to engage with us in the circle. You can visit geniuswomen.com slash circle to get started. Onwards and upwards, my friends. Thank you again for listening to our show today and always. I hope you had just as much fun as I did revisiting some of our favorite episodes from this season. If you enjoyed listening to this season of the Genius Women podcast, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me and it helps us get discovered by more women on the creative path. Thank you so much and stay tuned for our bonus episodes coming out all throughout this holiday break from inside our circle membership.